That'll do. Welcome, boys and girls, Dixon Jane's listeners, to episode number 871. Got that one right, I'm pretty damn sure. It is only a uh, Wednesday, November 23rd. I know because I had to write the date on my stool sample. Only one more to go, and then I can get back to having my morning orange juice. Uh, if you've done one of these before, you know you're not supposed to take these citric drinks, I think. Something like that. And, uh, not a nice way to start a podcast, is it? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you've listened before, you know what to expect. And if you're a new listener, well, uh, you can give up right now. Because you ain't going to like it, you know. It, it's, I'm very, very pleased to have the listeners that I do. And I know there's listeners out there. 
I hear from you sometimes, indirectly. Well, actually, rarely. But I know you're there, okay? I know you're there. And I take some comfort in that. But in the end, just like I was in the beginning, I'm doing this for me. I got to do it. This, this is what clears my head, right? This is, I come out here right now. I'm sitting in the road track, sitting in the driveway. And uh, feet up, slippers on. Feeling cozy, feeling in my space, which is what this road trek is to me. It's my space. Ah, in fact, today, in celebration, I uh, ordered my um, Discovery Pass for 2022. That is the pass you can use to enter um, federal or national parks across Canada, and uh, as well as national historic sites. Um a good deal, about 60 bucks for seniors, and uh, I'll make up for that. You know, I mean, you visit six or seven places and you've paid for it. Uh, maybe even less than that, I don't know. But I know if I go down to the Maritimes, I might go into Kuzbequak. I'll probably go into Fundy. Who knows where else I'll go. And I'm already thinking, you know, God damn it, it'd be nice just in the spring, make a, just drive out to Vancouver. I mean, it's expensive. You know, if you're pulling on the miles, you can you can spend $100 in gas in a day if you're really plowing on. And if you're not really plowing on, well, you're going to spend more uh, just staying somewhere during the night or whatever. But just that idea. Wow. Yeah. Get out to Vancouver. Be out there for the spring. Now, you got to be careful in the timing. You can't go too early because you're you're going through some mountains there, buddy. And uh, you can have snow, so it probably, I guess, yeah, maybe May. I was thinking April would be nice, but mm, we'll see. Not no, no problem when you're in Vancouver, but uh, it's getting over those mountains. Anyway, I did that today. I also, uh, last night, booked tickets for Jesus Christ Superstar, which is playing at the uh, Prince of Wales Theatre here in Toronto. Um... I, I maybe I'm slowly learning, catching on. I don't know, but an ad came on the TV, and now Kosad said, "Oh, I'd like to see that," and I filed that away. I thought, "Uh huh, okay, okay, get tickets." So I went online, and um, of course, I we can't afford the you know tickets right up in the front. It, it'd be nice, but you know, hey, they're expensive. So it was. Let me just check out the balcony prices. Basically, looking for the cheapest tickets. Sorry to say that. Sorry that this is where we're at. But, uh, you know, that's the way we've done before. I guess it depends. And we've had good seats before for other things. But we're not the kind who goes, oh, yeah, man, I'm going out there and getting the best possible seats. Got to see this. It, it takes consideration. And even when they're in my, um, what do you call it, my cart, I just couldn't push that button. Oh my God! Surely there's a discount somewhere. Surely, you know, I'm I'm missing something. You know, I used to be able to use my Amex card, front of the line, and charge it to the company. Well, there's no company anymore, so I gotta I gotta pay up front for these things. So uh, then I checked, and of course, yeah, there is a CAA discount, Canadian Automobile Association, of which I'm a fully paid member. In fact, I'm premium plus, or I'm a plus, or whatever. I've got my road trek covered. Uh, and, you know, that costs money, but, you know, at the end, you do get some savings. So that was 20% off. That helped. Anyway, long story, which was which could have been a very short story, I booked those tickets last night. I didn't wait to ask, no, do you think I should? And No, no, I've learned my lessons. Just go ahead and do it. Say, hey, I got tickets, matinee, Saturday, December 11th. We're going. And uh, I think she was pleased when I told her this morning. So, I mean, it comes out of the joint account, and uh, that's all we got. So, uh, where are we? Yeah, I, I just really, I got on because I had one piece of news. If I ended the last podcast I put out, number 870, I called it America! exclamation mark Because I was going a little crazy over this string of news. The Kyle Rittenhouse running free, you know, and being welcomed by Trump at uh, Mar-a-Lago is... Uh, Trump's hangout, you know, is like a, a, a hero, young lad, 18-year-old, and uh, 
there he is, I guess, picture with Trump probably, you know, oh, my God. So, I mean, there's no hiding the fact that Trump is on the side of white supremacists and, and white nationalists and is hoping that this will get the votes they need to get power back. Uh, you know, as Republicans, and you, and you'd think, oh my God, surely there are Republicans who are finding this repulsive, but uh, apparently not. Not enough of them, anyway. So there's that. But today was the trial, uh, the uh, the jury's verdict for the uh, basically the murder trial of uh, Mr. Aubrey. I'm trying to find his first name here, Ahmad Aubrey, uh, Arbery, sorry, A R B E R Y. Uh, and it was, I had mentioned that, my God, these defense lawyers do an amazing job creating a picture they want to sell to, you know, the jury and the listeners at home or viewers at home, because this has been covered in detail on CNN. And uh, guilty, guilty on all nine counts, or certainly for murder for the uh, the one who fired the gun and everybody else got guilty uh, for felony murder or something like that. I don't. I don't know the American justice system. I don't pretend to know or want to know even. But um, they are going to uh, spend the rest of their lives in jail, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Basically, this man was hunted down and shot for simply being in a jogger in a neighborhood when they were out uh, hunting for somebody, and, and the, the it was it was amazingly well done in terms of trying to frame it that no no there's there's been robberies in in the area and and we had a duty to protect our people anyway it didn't work it worked in the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is it Rittenhouse his case uh, he got away with it but uh, these fellows did not and that just came on the news today and i was very very pleased they asked to see the jurors asked to see the videos one more time or three more times each, and they played it on CNN. I mean, you see it. It's just very, very clear. They're chasing this runner, a jogger, down the street with their pickup truck armed with weapons, and uh, they just shot him dead. So a relief to, I guess, a lot of people in the black community, but it should be a relief to all Americans that uh, this was a fair trial, um, and the results were as they should have been. So I just wanted to put that in there and sort of, you know, to sort of say, okay, okay, okay. I did rant and rave in the last podcast, but, uh, I'm starting this one off by saying, uh, things are getting better, showing improvement on the right track in, uh, in America, you know, until the next setback, but, uh. Anyway, that's uh, maybe that's all I got. It's just turned 3 o'clock. I feel I should be doing something. I counted. I have 57 books in my Henry Miller collection. And I, I've i um, made a database of all my beat books, all the Kerouac, Ginsburg, Burroughs, all the biographies. And I've got every book listed, the condition they're in. It's quite thorough. I, I'm using this wonderful app uh, that I, uh, I use for all my data. It's called... Um, Tap forms. I really, really like it. And of course, you can export to a, uh, an Excel sheet quite easily. Uh, so, anyway, I went and counted, and I've got 57. I started looking through a couple. Oh, there's a couple of Grove Press hardcovers. Well, I've got a first edition of uh, Tropic of Cancer, which, you know, it's got to be worth something. I know I paid something. It looked like there was a $60 mark inside. I don't know when. can't remember when or where I bought it. I should have kept a record when I bought these things, but I wasn't thinking in those terms. I just wanted that book. Uh, and another uh, first edition of, uh, I think it might have been a correspondence, uh, maybe the one with um, um, Durrell, Lawrence Durrell, which I really liked. Uh, and there were there were three in there, first editions, and then lots of other books, and it's quite a few duplicates in there. You know, I probably got about three or four copies of some of them, but I need to catalog that. And the thing is, I, like my my nightmare scenario is I suddenly die a heart attack, 
And these things just get shoveled off and dumped at, um, you know, a, a recycle shop. And they go on the shelves and some guy comes in, holy fuck, first edition, Tropic of Cancer, god damn it. Yeah, I'll pay $2 and gets a score, you know. <laughs> I can't. Well, at my expense, but I'll be dead, so I won't be caring, but my sons will be locked out of it, you know. And hey, hey, they, these, this collection, which has taken me 50 years. Yeah, I started collecting hundreds in my early 20s, university age. It's just, I have to, well, what do I do? Yesterday I was looking at, you know, apps for selling things, and I guess what I'd really have to do, I don't want to do now, I just like having these books, but really if I'm going to catalog them, I'm going to take a picture of each cover, I should, I'm going to have to sooner or later set up a Dixon Jane shop online, uh, sold by the Scarborough dude. So I've already got the branding out there. Scarborough dude. Oh yeah. You can trust that guy. That's me folks. Scarborough dude. You can trust me. Believe me. Uh, you have my word, you know, Hey, I'm as honest as the day is short or long or whatever. Um, it's just, I just don't want to see them go to waste. And then I look, then there's a secondary library in the hallway, and it's got all my science fiction, my whole Japan collection of books that nobody will want. Pre-war Japan histories. They're interesting, man, for the right collector. So the other thing would just be to set up a shop or, you know, invite people into the basement to browse. Hey, what do you want this? Yeah, hey, no. No, that's a cola nut dish, you know. So it would be selling everything. Like my the Japanese collection. I know I've talked about this before. I'm sorry. Am I boring you? Well, fast forward, put it on double. Do whatever you need to do. Come back next week. I don't care. I'm going to finish this because this is this is how I organize my thoughts. You don't think and understand things until you say them. You speak the words. So I'm speaking the words now to say, Ken, what the hell are you going to do with your library and all the crap that your children don't want to be burdened with? Set up a shop. I was talking to a friend yesterday, and uh, who did this? He what he does is he goes to use you know secondhand shops and looks for things he can sell. He's not selling his private collection. He's looking for things he can resell, and so he's found some like vintage ties. He told me he's got one of these old Playboy ties, probably from the sixties. And I thought, wow, those are cool. Like somebody will want that as a Christmas gift, you know, the you know a vintage Playboy tie with the bunny, you know, design. Um, that's one thing, but I've got like my entire library plus this, I mean, a lovely Japanese collection, like a beautiful, beautiful stuff from the 1930s and earlier. And then the 1940s, the Occupy Japan set of cups. The problem there is how do you ship these things? How do you sell them? You know? If you're if you're gonna try and make a little money on it, you you can't be around delivering. Oh, I'll drive it to you out there and wherever it is you live. No, you you gotta you know how the hell do you ship fragile? You know, I mean, there is a way. People do it, and then you gotta add that on, and then it just becomes a headache. Oh my God, really? Do you want to do all that? All that packaging and selling and shipping all? Gee, I've I've joined um, Canada Post as a as a seller. I get a discount. I I guess that the motivation is not quite there. I think by me saying this, talking about this, is a way of maybe bringing me. I'm I'm still going uphill on this thing. I, you know, I haven't reached the point where I'm okay. I'm at the top. I'm looking down. I know what I have to do now. Put them up for sale create that blog and I can do that I can handle the computer end of it um, the pricing maybe bidding I don't know I've got the uh, what do you call the account for I've got a PayPal account you know I've, I've everything is there it's just when to pull the trigger when do you actually say okay now I have to start selling maybe 2022 maybe I don't get maybe you know hey 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 
Maybe. And the other thing I've thought about, well, you got a road track too, you know? You're not supposed to when you go to parks and things set up a little shop, but uh, no, they don't like that. You know, but boy, that'd be the thing, you know, I'll be at this park. If you could put that out somewhere, well, I'm going to be at this park on this site and then post it on uh, Ontario Parks or something. No, no, no. You don't want, you know, you don't want to be start attracting a crowd at your campsite. You got to find some way. Anyway, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just airing this out. Maybe you have ideas for me. Maybe you could help. Um, And it's... But yeah, all right, 2020, give yourself 2022. You'll be 74 in that year. Right? That's, you gotta, you gotta start. But meanwhile, oh yeah, hey, fitting, and this is all, this is all, it all fits together, all of this. Because I've got, um, Nico Chan sent a friend request. Now, if it's a woman, kind of beautiful looking, showing her booty, those are the people you do not accept friend requests from. It's pretty easy, uh, especially when they have zero posts. Uh, anyway, um, where were we? Uh, my books. Here, here you go, boys and girls. Here we are. Here's the here's the headline for this whole thing. I've got twenty five copies, I believe twenty five or twenty six copies of Waiting for Now, Volume One, the first book. And I have 18 copies of Waiting for Now 2. And I'm selling both of them, one and two, together, both, $35 cash, or you could pay me by PayPal if you need to, although I get less money. But that's okay. Whatever's convenient. Um, but if you're interested, and, and we haven't talked about delivery, I, and you, but some people would like a personal copy. If you want your personal copy, if you haven't got... The two volumes of Waiting for Now, this collection of letters by uh, yours truly, Ken Bull. Um, you better let me know and to set a copy aside for you, a pair aside for you. I'll autograph them and I'll hand them over in person when, when we next meet. But once these are sold, I'm not buying, I'm not ordering anymore. I'm, in the, I'm still in the red for all the books I ordered. And have tried to sell and bit by bit, you know, people are saying, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, okay, I'll take that. So if you want a copy, if you haven't got yours yet, or you think it'd be a nice gift for somebody else, let me know. Dixon Janes, here's the email, Dixon Janes, D-I-C-K-S-N-J-A-N-E-S at gmail.com. And um, I'll set aside the books for you. Uh, with a a price guarantee, but uh, do it do it the sooner the better. As soon as you hear this, make a note. Contact Ken. Tell him please save a couple of books for me. Uh, otherwise, they'll be available on Blur, but they sort of make them one at a time and ship them out, and you pay a lot for shipping, um, and it costs some more. There are no discounts there. I'm giving a discount price. I don't know why, but uh, my conscience said, yeah, come on. If anybody's going to buy both your books, give them a break, eh? So there you go. That's it. Jeez, 20 minutes. I guess we're done. We didn't even have any music. What's on? Uh, let's just take a chance. And we'll turn the radio on and we'll see if there's anything you might want to hear. Come on. Oh, power's off. Hang on. Hang on. Come on. Come on. Oh, there we go. FM2 volume. Jesus. Jesus. Jack White, that is taking me back on Toronto's new alternative, Indy 88, Atlanta. Just a little early for deep dives and B-sides today, but uh, let's roll with it, shall we? Uh, time to celebrate the ever-creative human art kaleidoscope that is Bjork. Apparently, uh, you should pr pr pronounce it properly as Bjork, uh, rhymes with work. Uh, she turned 56 on Sunday, and, you know, there were photos posted online and in, on Instagram, a lot of sweet little tributes if you're a big music nerd and just follow all the blogs and such. Uh, and it was just kind of amazing to think about how she has been pretty much consistently touring and releasing music for 40 years 
And, you know, as we do get back to shows, please don't miss out on seeing Bjork if you ever get the chance to do so. Uh, so for Deep Dives today, we're going back to her second record. We're checking out Post, which is a, just a really sonically wild and brilliant record. It's a, It was a real breath of fresh air uh, to that mid-90s rock sound of the time. It definitely was very different. Uh, and also, you know, it was quite opposite of what was going on in the mainstream. And then this song also got a lot of attention because it was part of the Tank Girl soundtrack back in 1995. So it's apparently a song that's about Bjork's brother, who was kind of getting into trouble a bit of being a lazy stoner, and she really wanted him to smarten up and take charge of his life, which is perhaps why the main lyrics are, and if you complain once more, you'll meet an army of me. And also, your rescue squad is too exhausted. The song apparently is also kind of a reaction to the debut album, Debut, which kind of showed a more polite side of her, a little bit more shy. And she was like, oh, that's not really me. She said, maybe Army of Me was an attempt to balance that out as well. So let's get to it. Bjork on Deep Dives and B-Sides on Indie 88. really like it. <laughs> Sorry, if you're all excited about that, I'll just leave him all the blurb. But uh, we're signing off. No, no, you go listen to yourself if you want to. Bye for now. Scrabber Dude signing off. So, I kept reading. I finished it pretty quickly. I mean, it was a pretty easy read. Maybe that's why I liked it so much. And so then I, I said, okay, that's great. I need another book. I need another book. What am I going to read? And so I, re I started reading... Um, uh, a spade, a spade man book. Another book that I bought, um, as you know, this, this seems to be a theme. They, all, most of these books are books that I have bought sort of on a whim because they were cheap. And this one was actually, I, I, oh boy, what was that one called? It was uh, Shovel Ready, I believe it was called. And I cannot, for the life, remember the name. Let's see. Okay, okay, um, Doug, we're going to leave you there. Uh, I just yeah. wanted folks to know that uh, Slugor, Doug Slater has um, put out another podcast. That doesn't happen very often. I've just put it on pause here because I haven't heard the whole thing yet. I'm just surprised to find it in my feed today. Woohoo! Doug is back. Wow. It's about time. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> it is exactly that. It's about time. People have their own times and uh, things to do and things not to do and uh, so on. Uh, my time, how fortunate I am. My goodness. Today I had one thing on my calendar. One thing. Uh, the Beatles Get Back. And that is the film by um, Peter, what's his name? Uh, who I've been watching on an interview on a, on a Beatles podcast that I, I didn't even know about till Brian Hassett clued me. And I have to give a, a, Brian doesn't listen to this podcast, but I'm going to give a shout out anyway to Brian Hassett, a man who I met in um, um, Lowell back uh, that special time, and we'll meet again, no doubt. And then saw him again when he finished off his Kerouac reading performance in... Uh, uh, west of here, uh, Mississauga kind of area, and so on. Uh, there's pictures of us posted together, and uh, he was he was doing a show with um, George, the uh, good buddy to Neil Cassidy. Remember, I even had a clip of George on our um, on our on my podcast. So, how did I get? It? Oh yeah. So Brian, I follow him on Facebook because we have a lot of friends in common, and uh, he's written three, four books now. He's a, a good writer, and he's done, I mean, he's really done his research. Into the Beats, The Grateful Dead, The Connecting of the Generations, and, and lots of things. Uh, so anyway, just park that for now. He posted, hey, there's a deal, Disney Plus Channel, $1.99, uh, just, you know, you got a few days left, and because Disney Plus is the one who's going to be... Um, Showing Peter Jackson's film, uh, The Beatles Get Back. Well, I got to see that. And uh, it turns out it's a three-part series, you know, totally almost eight hours. And um, 
wow, I watched part one today. So that was the thing that was on my calendar. I was just doing a, a, a sideways thank you to Brian Hassett for his enthusiasm and excitement about this. Wow, I didn't realize he was also such a big Beatles fan. Anyway, thanks to him, I got the $1.99 deal on Disney+. Plus. I watched other shows, you know, Murders in... Only Murders in Our Apartment or whatever it was with, uh, you know, the one I talked about. And um, this thing, on my calendar, all I have to do today, watch this. And by God, was it ever nice to see the Beatles. I mean, it was just... It was like bringing them back to life. It was a gift. I, I I tweeted. It was like heaven sent. Like, wow, thank you, thank you. These are the Beatles that I just remember and meant so much to me. Of, of, and, and of that time, like Paul with this really thick head of black hair and a beard and John with a clean shaven with long hair and George hiding behind his hair and scruffy beard uh, and Ringo just being there. If you haven't seen it, well, you know, that's, up, that's entirely up to you. Uh, maybe you're not even a big Beatles fan, but for people like myself uh, and others, this was the event. This was the thing to see. And unfortunately, of course, they've only just released part one today, and I'm so hoping that uh, parts two and three come out before my subscription to Disney Plus expires. Otherwise, I'm going to have to uh, pay for more. Uh, but anyway, I, I, the whole morning was spent doing that and then the afternoon watching an interview uh, with uh, Peter Jackson about the making of that. Honestly, just there's a beautiful recap at the beginning. I shouldn't be telling you all this because it's, you know, you're going to watch it or you're not going to watch it. You care or you don't care. But for me... I care, and it was a wonderful thing. There is something I care deeply about, and that is um, Yoko Ono, and who has always had a a bad press from a lot of people. You know, she broke up the Beatles and so on. And it's always bothered me because there was an element of racism in there too, you know. Um, so I'm going to read a quote, and this is the reason I'm doing this is because I read this quote and immediately got angry at the Chicago uh, Sun-Times for leading a story with this quote. The quote was, Conventional wisdom says Yoko Ono was such an intrusive and disruptive figure during the Beatles' recording sessions for Let It Be in early 1969 that it caused irreparable fractures between John Lennon and the rest of the group, and was the primary reason for the Fab Four eventually going their separate ways. Now, that was the opening quote. And I stopped there and I thought, God damn it. Jesus, they're still saying this. And fortunately, <laughs> I went on to read the rest of the article. The next paragraph, if you're still with me, the next paragraph, very important now, listen to this, that following that, you know, conventional wisdom quote, Yoko Ono broke up the Beatles, is, never do we see Yoko interfering with the creative process. Granted, the other band members acknowledge Yoko's increasing influence on John. As Paul observes, if it came to a push between Yoko and the Beatles, it's Yoko. But he adds, she's great. She really is all right. They just want to be near each other. It would be an incredible, comical thing in 50 years, that's now, folks, if people said they broke up because Yoko sat on an amp. So there you go. So the Chicago Times, Sun, the Chicago Sun-Times is saying, no, that's not true. Yoko did not break up. And in fact, um, if you watch this, you realize, whoa, I, I, won't, I won't tell you where it goes, but because some of you might want to watch it or will watch it, um, no, I'm going to tell you. Spoiler! Spoiler! George Harrison is sort of the villain in the picture. George is just pissed off and tired of being pushed around by Paul and ignored by John and Paul as songwriters because he's got his own songs to do. Sorry if I'm shouting. And uh, he's just pissed off. He's just had enough. I'm out of here. And he 
is the one who walks out of the recording sessions. Uh, this is this is all taking place in January 1969. And then I went on to read another interesting article in Rolling Stone magazine, of which was the last Beatles album. And of course, Let It Be was released after Abbey Road. That was when it was released. But technically, Abbey Road is certainly the best and the last Beatles album. Um, Let It Be was sort of, yeah, just it was recorded. That's what this film was about, 1969, January, you know, recording that whole album and all those songs. But in fact, uh, it was there was a delay in putting the whole thing together and so on. So meanwhile, Abbey Road. So Abbey Road was a studio album. It was the Beatles together, and it should be seen as the official last Beatles album that uh, came after. Anyway, you can think what you want. Um, there was a nice scene of Yoko and Linda, that would be Linda Eastman, George er, Paul's wife, talking. We see a scene with uh, Ringo's wife, which I think is great. Um, it was just, uh, it was just neat. It was just a lot of fun to watch. So, uh, including them covering songs and a lot of the movie is just them rehearsing and just trying. It shows you the creative process, what it was to try and get a song together. It's sort of making up mock lyrics and so on because they're just still working on the tune and and the chorus and and who does what. And that's where George gets a little edgy when Paul says, no, do this, try it this way. And uh, George, meanwhile, has his, he's gone another way. And you see in the corner of the studio, you see uh, Harry Krishna, a couple of Harry Krishna guys just sitting there on the floor that they had uh, come with George from his, they were living on his property. He had this huge, of course, these guys are multimillionaires now and they've got this huge property and uh, so on. So anyway, I can't wait to see the second one. I guess that's all I'm going to talk about now Um, because, hey, that's what today was about. Today being uh, Thursday, uh, November 25th, a month till Christmas and I'm, I'm... I'm so angry at myself, I gave my wife a book I had bought and wanted to give her for Christmas, the one on mushrooms and fungi, and instead I, I felt pressure from listening to other people, I better do something for her anniversary, and gave it to her for her anniversary, and I think it's, it's just meant nothing, and it would have been so much nicer if I had wrapped it up and she had opened it Christmas Day. Uh, she might have had the same reaction, I'm not very interested, but... I would have had a gift to give her. Now i got a month to go, and it's just impossible. Uh, I have a family present, which is a jigsaw puzzle of a beautiful camping scene. So I'm very happy about that, about that in Windsor, or the town next to Windsor, you know, one of the little places we visited. Can't remember the name. And um, just, oh God, I got, I got the, the engine on, the heater on. I don't need the heater anymore. Shut that off. Shut the engine down. There we go, boys and girls. We're all toasty warm here on the road track because it's a a wet, cold day. But uh, I felt I had to get out here and uh, do something other than just sit. My son scolding me for watching YouTube on my computer when I'm sitting in front of the TV. And I keep forgetting, hey, yeah, you can get the whole giant TV screen and watch your same YouTube things. And he said, just, you know, start it up on your computer and it should just transfer over and uh, it sort of is, you know, it picked up where I left off. That's the, the Peter Jackson interview. Um, so yeah, so I'll probably go back in and, and watch more of that. Uh, but I guess I'm going to have to play a Beatles song on this, uh, on this podcast somewhere. Right. I mean, wouldn't that make sense if that's what this is all about? <sighs> yeah, I guess so. Anyway, I guess uh, maybe that's it. Maybe I don't have anything more to say. I don't want to put these out too fast because I just put one out. And I know, I can tell when I go in and and look, I can see how far people are behind listening, you know, a few episodes. Because, hey, it's a whole hour of your time, you know, and there's other things going on in your lives. Um, There was something, oh, yes, I, I did put in a bit of a plug for the books last time. And I just want to put this out there. I would hate if anybody felt sort of obliged to buy uh, one or two copies of my, or the one or both books that I put out of my letters because they know me and sort of feel, well, you know, kind of have to. 
or he won't like it if I don't. And that, that would be really awful. Uh, and I could fully understand people not just not wanting to uh, to be in, just not interested and don't want to read my letters from, uh, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. But uh, if you do, get in touch eh? before they're all gone. All right, I guess that's, uh, I'm going to end there. I'm going to get back listening to uh, Slugor. Hang on, I got to, is it still on? Where is it? How do I do this? Turn it up. This thing on. Yeah. Whoop. Hey. Um, I, well, you know, it was good. It was It was kind of this uh, uh, post-apocalyptic dystopian um, world of New York um, after some dirty bombs had gone off. And basically everybody has moved out of New York. And this guy, who used to be a garbage man, whose wife was actually killed in the very first dirty bomb that hit New York, has basically become a hitman who... That's his job. He's the protagonist, the sort of anti-hero of the the novel. Apparently it ends up being a a series that this guy, uh, Adam Sternberg, has has started writing called the Spade Man series. So he spends quite a bit kind of creating this this world uh, that is happening post-apocalyptic sort of dystopian world New York where there are people that go into virtual reality tubes and they basically spend their whole life in there and that's, that's what they do. So I read that and it was pretty good. In fact, I've uh, observed uh, actual physical Is, uh, that is a bit frantic. That's uh, CBC. Uh, sometimes, you know, you, you have it on your music FM station and you got a few great songs and then they come on with those fucking ads and you're like, oh, come on, spare me. So, uh, yeah, Scarborough Dude back at you already. Too soon, I know. Uh, I'm in Thompson Park. I had to get out and, and I'm really confused. Like, it's 1.30 in the afternoon. No, it's 12.30 in the afternoon. I'm never out this time. Certainly not in a park. Uh, I was on my way to get bread, and I thought, well, I may as well get a chicken while I'm at it. It's the cheapest deal. Like, you can get for now at my local, for eight fifty, you get a whole halal chicken, roast chicken, in a little basket, you know. And uh, that does us really well. They're seasoned, you know, good herbs, and uh, they're tasty. Um, it's early, um, and we won't eat till 7, so it seems crazy to buy the chicken now. Uh, but I could always warm it up in the oven, I guess. Yeah, How complicated life can be. Um, this is... I'm out of sync. I'm not out of sync. I'm just... My time is all mixed up with these uh, podcasts. You know, it was coming out like every Thursday. Just It just fell into that. You know, I had a week's worth of stuff. Bam, Thursday. I'm usually finished Wednesday or maybe Thursday morning and put it out. Uh, and then there was a bit of a stretch. And now, if I keep talking the way I'm talking now, this will be done. And it's Friday. And I just put one out. Wednesday? I don't know. Anyway, I... <laughs> If you're behind, you're going to be further behind. That's all I'm saying. Well, actually, if you're listening to this, hey, guess what? You're caught up. Except for, you know, by the time you get to this, if you're already behind, well, you know how it works. Anyway, 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 please spare us. I want to give a shout-out. Shout-out to Rob in, uh, I was going to say Singapore, northern Thailand. Uh, Rob is the friend. I've mentioned him before. He's appeared on the pages of the... uh, Dixon Jane Zine giving a Thailand report. Uh, he used to give Singapore reports back when we were doing the uh, the uh, newsletter way, way, way back then. Uh, has invited me to both of his overseas homes. I've been to his Japan home. Uh, and I've been to actually where he lived in Ottawa as well. Uh, and then it got too late. My uh, son, Kenji, was able to visit Rob and his wife in um, Singapore. 
And now Rob is, well, he was sort of, looked like he was heading for retirement, but I think he's still teaching at a uh, private school. He's done very well, picked up his master's degree at Carleton and went back to teaching and saved a pile of money. And, uh, of course, his wife is a, I know she's a dancer, Uh, but um, I guess she was working too. I'm not quite sure what, but, of course, she's Thai. And they built an incredible house, and then Rob built what he had wanted, was sort of a little uh, a retreat on his property. And he said, come on, visit. But I just realized, really, I think my um, any overseas traveling days, I think they are over for me. Uh, it's a sad conclusion, and uh, who knows? I mean, there, there may be a reversal, but uh, the way I'm at now, the way I'm at now, oh, God, that reminds me. I was just about to hit the button. Oh, I better do that when I go home. For $19.99, I, I can get a deal on Road Trippers, a one-year subscription. And they do, it's all kind of, uh, kinds of information for anybody with an RV. Uh, so anyway, that was the shout-out to Rob. Rob, hi, thank you. Rob was a listener. And uh, boy, do is it ever nice to know somebody on the other side of the planet is listening to me ramble on. He said, hey, you know, it's, it's not about really what I say. It's just a familiar voice. So that's it. Anyway, this RV thing, uh, I keep putting it off, putting it off. I don't need it. I'm not going to use it. I'm not traveling now anyway. But it's a half-price deal now, and it offers a lot, like special GPS things, you know, and and, uh, uh, road trips, basically road trippers, so that you can plan a trip with stops, you know, up to 150 stops along the way, and it'll map it all out and give you the directions, where to stay, what to do. Uh, discounts on tires. Now, I'm going to need new tires for the road trip, and I figure uh, anything I save on the tires, if this gives me the additional savings, uh, it will have paid for itself. So I've got to go back home, enter my credit card, and uh, do that, and then maybe start planning trips. I talked about a trip going around uh, Lake Erie, you know, visiting my friends in Ohio, and uh, doing a nice little circle trip, you know, cross over, come from Toronto, cross it, you know, maybe Niagara Falls, and um, continue on and then re-enter Canada at uh, Detroit, Windsor. And uh, that would be a complete circle of one of the Great Lakes, one of the lesser of the Great Lakes. But uh, anyway, I've never been to Cleveland, and uh, I think that would be a neat trip, people to see. So then, of course, I want the trip to the Maritimes. And you can do it on a map. You can do it Google Maps and things. But this, this place gives you things. I'm sort of caught because it, it, it'll tell you all kinds of attractions and things and places to stay and things to do and side trips you could make, all those extras to make your trip that much more interesting. But at the same time, I'm kind of the, the, the kind of traveler who likes to <coughs> Excuse me. Um, just be spontaneous. I don't know. I'll we'll see where I end up today. And you always miss a lot that way. And you might be, it's approaching dark and you don't have a place to stay. And I'm. It, this would probably help me. And especially if, and I wake up thinking about this, you know, sometimes. Will I ever make a cross country? Will I go back to the Southwest? Will I go to Colorado? Will I go to Utah, will I go, you know, to those places again, and will I go uh, all the way to California, sort of diagonally across the country, or maybe down the coast, or I was thinking diagonally across the country to California, back up the coast, Oregon, Washington, into Vancouver. Uh, I don't know, there's a part of me that sort of is lacking the courage to do that alone, and then thinking about the expense, and sort of just sort of leaving my wife behind, because this would be a very long trip. Uh, so I, ju- I just don't know. I just don't know. Uh, and that's why I haven't pushed that button to buy it or not. I would even use it. Okay, all right, moving on. Beatles, I uh, watched the second episode today, and I may as well go on about this because um, that's what I've been talking about so far. Um, George did a wonderful version on this second of the three episodes by Peter Jackson. Uh, the Beatles get back. George did a wonderful um, version of, I think it was called "For You, For You Blue," I love you. And um, 
it was the one that actually, I think that recording we saw was the one that actually went on Let It Be on the album. Uh, and they brought in, of course, uh, Billy Preston, and that was cool to see him. He's just so easy going and happy. He was just a perfect fit. They talked about, you know, should he be the fifth Beatle, you know? They needed, he just walked in to say hi, and then they needed, they didn't have anything else going on, and they just happened to need an organ player at that point. So it's it continues to be interesting watching this whole thing unfold. started off as a documentary. It was going to be a, a live TV show. It was going to be all kinds of things. It was going to be a performance in North Africa live. You know, it was going to be all kinds of things. And it just kept, you know, George left and came back. And then they just, you know, they were all getting tired of it. And, and uh, nobody knew where it was going to go. And, of course, you know, without this being a spoiler, it ends on the rooftop of the Apple uh, Studios, or um, what you call it, Abbey Road Studios, where they were recording, and which was sort of a last minute. Well, hey, we could do this, and they're whispering to Paul, and Paul's saying, "Yeah, hey, yeah, I like that." And uh, of course, that's what we will see in tomorrow's episode, the third one, uh, with some very, very neat additions that I really enjoyed. Uh, were film footage that John had made from uh, India when they went to study under the Maharishi. And they were kind of almost a little bit embarrassed about how studious they became. They they even looked different, just their beards and hair and everything. And they became real disciples, you know, and then they became disillusioned. We all know about that and Sexy Sadie. But at that time, they were really... Uh, under his influence, in, in not a bad way, you know, and, and they sort of surrendered their egos and uh, they, they went into it, you know. Now, Ringo didn't last very long, didn't like the food, and uh, <laughs> you kind of knew he'd be, Ringo would be thinking, what's this bullshit? I don't want to do this. Uh, and then Paul, not long after, John and uh, George stayed longer, and of course George remained a devotee to Eastern religion and uh, philosophy, and even during this... Um, uh, recording when you're listening to George, you could see Bam. He is so deep into the Eastern way of uh, thinking. Uh, the change has has already come. So that was that was kind of fun. And basically, you're watching the evolution of a project to to where's it going to get to? Finally, you know what's going to happen? What will the Beals do for their uh, last live performance? So that was great fun. Enjoyed it very much. Um, Anyway, I guess that's about it uh, as far as that goes. I know if you're at all interested, you'll be watching it. If you're not a big Beatles fan, you might find it tedious just watching the clips in the studio. But for anybody like myself who loves the Beatles, and and, and I cannot stress enough how important they were in our lives. Uh, People, when I say our, I mean of my age, of that generation, who grew up with the Beatles and they were literally our gurus. They were the ones we followed their path, their wisdom, their, you know, their use of drugs and so on. And of course, all that time, probably from uh, the time, well, actually it was from 67 when I first got high. So really, it sort of coincides with the Beatles very closely. Uh, and then the whole time I lived in Montreal up until 1972 when I moved to Vancouver, uh, I was smoking hash. Hashish was what we got. We didn't have weed in Montreal. You had hash coming in on containers from the Middle East into the port of Montreal or wherever. And uh, and it was good. And you got really high. And then you listened to those Beatles songs. You thought, holy fuck. Thank you, boys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so that just sort of adds another just layer level of uh, contextual enjoyment contextual enjoyment yeah can I say that anyway it means I'm going to enjoy these videos very much and I'm and I'm thrilled that uh, Peter Jackson was such a huge Beatles fan it, it is I guess I can't you can't overstate what a big deal they were in the 20th century I mean huge worldwide again I'm in Morocco getting high first acid trip and and People are listening to the Beatles, and there's, there's an international in, in, in Tangier, a collection of hippies from around the world traveling to or coming from and so on, who were all under that influence 
of you know the, the changes in culture and uh, the Beatles are sort of leading the way in many ways all right all right all right I don't need to convince anybody or uh, justify why I'm such a fan it's just they were really important to me um, I finished my uh, I finished my stool test thank you very much I've got the envelope in my hand and uh, we'll drop this into a postal box ah! and it'll be sent to Brampton Ontario <laughs> and somebody will eventually send a note back to me and congratulations you're uh, you know, no signs of blood in your stools. You're cancer-free as far as we know. You don't need a colonoscopy yet. So uh, there you go. I started with that. It should, seems quite fitting, shitting to end with that. Um, I guess that's about it. I, 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 Oh, yeah, last thing. Damn. I had it on my old Mac before it crashed, one of my earlier power books, all my music, all my digital music, all the albums I bought, all the CDs I'd bought and, you know, uploaded, everything. And now I've, I've barely, I've got maybe a hundred songs on my phone, and but all the Beatles, I had all of these things. And they're just, they're not there and they're not on my MacBook Air. And where the fuck are they? I would hate the thought of having to rip CDs again. Um... And so maybe I have a hard drive that might be where I uploaded the music because they were able to save the drive from the Mac that got ruined. Uh, but, oh, it's a loss. And, you know, hey, I want to play these tunes. I want to listen to Let It Be. I've got, a bit, I've got both versions, the cleaned up and the original. But where the hell is that music? Where does it exist? On what CD? On what, on what hard drive? It's bothersome, you know, and and this is the thing that's going to happen with uh, everybody who lives digitally, you know. Oh, my God, I lost access to it. Um, like your photos. Yeah, so that's another project. Oh, my God. Get all my photos together. Get the music together. I, I had like over 5,000 songs, I know, and I loved it. And, and it just, space didn't seem to be a problem. And now I guess software has become so bloated there's, yeah, oh my God, I took up another gigabyte there? What? Well, there's no room? What? All right, enough of that. I'm going to end here. I think this is, this is I probably run out of time anyway. Uh, so my apologies for this coming maybe a little early. Although if you average it out, it's probably still once a week. But, uh, you know, hey, sometimes you just have to, for me anyway, get this out of my system. Like I needed to do something today. I needed to do this. I needed to, it's a marker. It's like you're in a prison and you're scratching, you know, with your fingernail, a, a, a line in the, in the stone wall to show one more day has passed. That's what this Dixon Chains podcast is to me. It's, I'm marking time. Yeah. Ooh, hadn't expressed it that way before. I hope you like that. Scarborough Dude signing out from Thompson Park. I got to go get me some chicken and bread. That's what we live by. Bye for now. I'm in mine, I'm in mine, I'm in mine Now the 